Welcome to the Outspoken Offender Podcast. I'm a filmmaker, podcaster, dog dad, and of course an advocate. I encourage people forced to register and their family members to move beyond stereotypes and social ostracism. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, What a wonderful weekend. I hope your day is going well. You may be listening to this podcast, though, on Monday or Friday or Thursday. But to me, as I'm recording, it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon. And this episode is more of a inspirational episode, uh, specifically on housing for people forced to register and their families. I'll be speaking to my special guest on this episode. His name is Jay, and he'll give a few tips on how he's been able to find rental housing, even though currently he is stuck in a hotel with his family. But there's a twist. We'll learn about that in just a moment. Jay, thanks for joining me on the Outspoken Offender podcast. I really appreciate your time on a a weekend with your family. You're taking time out to talk to me. Uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's start with that. Uh, Well, my my name is Jay. Uh, I'm a prison activist. Uh, I've been doing prison activism uh, for since 2018. Uh, actually, the podcast itself, or the name "From Inside Out," was invented uh, by my locked-up loved one, who is currently still housed in a prison here in Washington State. And uh, I'm running it out here uh, in uh, her honor. So I'm doing prison activism. I activate. Uh, I've, I'm an activist for her, among other inmates. Uh, I was also an inmate myself, so I know that I know the ins and outs, if you will, of prison, the do's and don'ts and all the corruption that runs into uh, prison itself. So that's basically the gist of what I do. But when it comes to me personally, um, I got a story to tell if uh, I can and uh, go from there. Yeah, let's tell tell a little bit uh, our, our listeners about your story, if you don't mind uh, opening up a little bit about what happened. Yeah, well, it was back in 2009 of the year that I wish I could take back, but unfortunately I cannot. Um, But in 2009, I was doing a job uh, doing security work, and I'm pretty sure a lot of your viewers know what kind of job that is. Um, I was doing security, and uh, I had to go to work on a very rainy and miserable day here in Washington. And uh, it was my day off. But to make a long story short, I went to work, but before I went to work, I stopped in at my father's house. And to kind of give the idea for viewers of what I, what I was driving and what I was dressed like, will kind of give you the idea of what happened to me uh, afterwards. So I was driving a 2000, I want to say it was a 2001 or 2000, uh, the, the year 2000 uh, Crown Vic X police car. And I was dressed in my security guard uniform, which is, you know, at that time was fully decked out. I had everything basically but a gun. And I looked just like a police officer. But that was their uniform, not mine. But it was my job duties. That's how I was supposed to dress for the public. But anyways, I stopped into my father's. Big mistake. When I stopped in my father's, he did not like what I was driving. He didn't like how I was dressed. And he ordered me off his property. And then when he did, when I left, he went inside and called 911 on me. Told the sheriff's office that I was impersonating a police officer. Well, I didn't know nothing about that, of course, until three days later. 
Mm -hmm. So I went to work, did my job, went home. Uh, about two days later, I went to my other job site, which was another uh, security position I was doing. And uh, I got hemmed up by the police. They came and investigated me, wanted to know where I was and all that. And of course, you know me, I was, I'm an honest person, so I told them honest what was going on. And they arrested me right there on the spot. Well, in the car, believe it or not, I also had my laptop because I used it to, you know, kill time between my shifts to watch movies and whatnot. I know it's kind of weird. You shouldn't be doing that, but I'm being honest. So here it is. I had my laptop in the car when they were investigating the robbery that I got accused of. They also um, investigated the laptop. But keep in mind, they didn't have a search warrant for that laptop. They had the search warrant. They had the search warrant for the car. They had to get a separate search warrant for the laptop. I'm pretty sure you guys know that. Um, but they did an investigation on the laptop. They didn't find anything pertaining to the robbery that I got accused of. But they did find depictions of minors engaged in sexual activity. That's the that's the charge. They uh, arrested you, charged you with impersonating an officer. And then and they said, hey, let's look into other things. Let Oh, he has a laptop here. So let's get a search warrant for the laptop. And then they find these these images and videos or whatever you, you had on there. Um, Just images. Images. Okay. And so you go to prison. How long were you in prison for? I stayed in the county jail for 18 months trying to fight my case. And, and what was the result of that? Well, believe it or not, they actually 18 months later came at me with a deal. And I took it. A lot of people that are not familiar with how the criminal uh, legal system works, most uh, defendants will make a plea because of mm -hmm. they really hit you hard with the potential, you know, you're going to serve 30 plus years if you don't sign this this uh, plea deal. And, uh, you know, and lawyers are going to be like, yeah. yeah, you better sign it, man. And, yeah, uh, that, it that's, that's the lying. That's the lying part that they, you know, they do all the time and get away with it. And I didn't think that was allowed for them to lie like that and make make it tougher for you to be forced to take a deal. It's not right. I agree. So, um, Jay, you're living on the uh, registry right now. So you've been forced to register where you, where you live. Unfortunately, yet. Unfortunately, uh, yes, sir. The listeners can't see you. Of course, I can see you just through the webcam system that I have. And you're sitting in your car. In, yeah. Enjoying uh, enjoying a day, day with your family, but it's it's you know some bad news. You're currently living in a hotel. Tell me a little bit about how that happened. Well, the, okay. The, to make a long story short on this one, um, I don't want to bore your viewers, but uh, the reason why I'm living in a hotel it's not really because of my restrictions, because of my charge, if that makes sense. It's more because of my my me and my wife's bankruptcy that we filed last year around october i think it was and because of that um we have to reach the two-year mark i'm sorry two years ago two-year mark before anybody will rent to us does that make sense yeah i'm familiar with that um it's pretty strict when you have a bankruptcy you know um property managers just don't want to rent to you are you having or have you had trouble in the past finding housing because of your um sex offense charge well the <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, uh, I haven't. And I know that sounds weird to say, but everywhere I've lived before, I've gotten lucky where they don't run you. You know, run your, they check on your uh, background. No, th this is good news, Jay, because it gives people hope. Yeah. So you haven't had yeah. a, a lot of issues. You've been able to 
um, secure housing in the past, I get a lot of emails and, and you know, um, texts yeah. from people asking, hey, how do I find housing when I'm on the registry? How do you do it? Because I think in the past I've moved about eight or nine times in the last nine years. Oh. It's It has been crazy. So maybe give some advice to our listeners on how you went about finding housing while on the registry. Well, um, believe it or not, my wife does a lot of the uh, housing uh, situations like trying to find a house mm -hmm. to rent or even uh, we haven't bought a house yet because we can't even do that yet sure. um, so it's been renting a lot of the times but we lived in Florida for five years and you know how Florida is they're even more stricter down there in oh. the south than they are yeah. here in this in this state uh, but again I got lucky because may I suggest that they try to find a private owner you can get a better chance of getting in than you would through a a real estate company or something like that. You're married with kids, and so the impression yeah. that comes off is probably going to be, for the landlord that is, is going to be a little more positive than if you just walked in by yourself. I mean, that's the honest truth. Well, well, no, and you're correct on that. And that, again, there's that image, which I don't like to uh, you know, say uh, it has to be an image to get you a place to live. I, I think that's kind of corny, but to be honest with you, sometimes it works. Okay, so my experiences have been similar to yours where I'm searching private owners, landlords, and, and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack, really. But the tough thing is, is if you have to remain in the city that you're in currently, like if you don't have the whole state that you can move to, or the whole United States for that matter, it becomes so much more difficult. I mean, do you agree with mm -hmm. that when you're when you have to stay in the city and have to find housing there? Well, yeah. Well, again, it depends on the situation, but I hear what you're saying. Um, when I was on paper or probation, as they call it, it was rougher. I had to stay in a halfway house. I couldn't even be with my family. It's funny. I don't know why probation makes the, uh, you know, makes the rules. Um, but believe it or not, when I was on paper, I couldn't be with my kids. I couldn't be with my wife. I couldn't be anywhere with them. If I did, I go back to, to jail. Um, but once I got off paper, here I am. I'm with my family now. When you try to find housing personally, do you tell the truth about your, your crime? Well, the last, well, when we went to Florida, um, I didn't put my, my uh, name and whatnot on the application. My wife did all that. Um, so uh, when it went through, it went through clear, but I don't think he even checked. So, but again, that was the private owner. So that's, I, I, it's a hard question to answer because I don't think I've ever experienced that yet. And, but even to, to be honest with you, if I had to fill out a rental agreement, I would be honest. I don't, I'm not going to lie about anything. Full disclosure is better than no disclosure. Jay, I think we live in a good area, the Pacific Northwest, where yeah. people, or I should say um, the, the rules and regulations are, I mean, they're strict still, but they're, oh, it's not as bad as we find in Florida and in Oklahoma and in the South and Midwest. Uh, and, right. But I know a lot of our listeners and, and family members you know, involved in the criminal justice system can't just pack up and move to a better area just because it's easier no. to find housing. Well, it's very expensive to move on top of that. And everything's gone up. Rent's gone up. It's just ridiculous. It is. It's a hard time of the year where housing is so expensive, even rental housing and good luck finding a rental. I don't know about you, but this last time I moved, it took me quite a while to find a place. And just like you, it is a private owner. She's more of a, um, she's an awesome lady. She's more of an old school landlord who has been renting out for like 30 years and she has like six properties. 
uh, I recommend good. someone like that. They're hard to find because uh, they're even, they're even in fearful of getting somebody that will you know destroy their place or not pay rent or something along those terms. So they're fearful too, and the COVID nineteen doesn't help. Mm -hmm. um, Jay, how has being on the registry affected your relationship with your wife and your children? Well, again, to be honest with you, it's had its ups and downs moments. I mean, we've gotten to the point where it was almost divorce. But to be honest with you, um, uh, we've we pulled through. You know, it was a major struggle. It's still a struggle. I mean, I got my teenager kids here at the park with me, and you know, they're understanding. But on top of that, they're both autistic, so it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to understand what's really going on. But I'm upfront with them, regardless. You know, and it just it's just another it's more proof for all the you know all the haters and whatnot that are out there that people like me shouldn't succeed and i'm proving to everybody that i can succeed even though i'm in this mess you know i believe this is just a bump in the road like you you go through bumps in the road everybody goes goes through bumps in the road and i believe that we'll overcome these uh situations and have a better life even though someone is living on the registry it is a pain in the ass okay i know that it's a pain in the ass for their registrant their family members and their friends but there can still be success and i i'm yes. listening to you and it sounds like you are a success story how does it affect you day to day you know to remain positive and successful well an old a very good person of mine um told me something that's been etched in my brain uh, ever since she told me, and of course she's passed away now and been gone for quite some time. Um, but the, uh, person that said this is this life is all in what you want. That's it. There's nothing more that she said. And she looked right at me when she said it, she goes, life is all in what you want. And I've been using that statement to stay positive and motivated and to try to plug forward, even though there's a lot of negative going on in everybody's life, not just mine. Uh, I got to stay positive. If I stay positive, more good things will happen. If I stay negative, uh, you know, all, all I'll do is get depressed and not even want to get out of bed. I got to keep pushing forward. It's rough. It's embarrassing. It's hard, but I got to do it. What is your plans over the next five years? Where do you want to be in five years? Well, obviously, well, in well, in the five years, hopefully I'm not living in hotels anymore. Um, but hopefully we'll have a, you know, a stable home or a house to live in by then. Uh, where I see myself now or where I see myself in five years is hopefully I got some laws changed or getting some laws changed because I I'm like you I'm trying to advocate to get some laws changed with the sex offender registry and all of the corruption that goes along with it plus on top of what I'm doing with the inmates in prison so I'm a busy man before I let you go Jay tell me a little bit about what you're doing on YouTube you've got some different projects going there I got two YouTube channels, but the majority one I'm trying to keep up and run is the prison podcast show. It's same thing. I, I, it said from inside out on there, but I changed it to prison podcast show, but, uh, I'm the host for that YouTube channel. And I get on there and I talk about prison related issues, inmates, the corruption, DOC, that type of thing. Okay. Jay, thank you so much for joining me on the outspoken offender podcast. And hopefully I'll be able to um, get down to where you're located and maybe do some video and filming. Yeah, of you I would greatly film. appreciate yeah. that. That would be awesome. Thanks so much for joining me and have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too, sir. And thank you so much. It's an honor to meet you for the first time, even though it's on here. And uh, hopefully we can do future stuff in the future. You're just like the outspoken offender says, you're not a label and I'm not a label. 
and we're got, we just got to keep moving forward. I appreciate you, Matt. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode. I'm the Outspoken Offender. Helping people forced to register and their family members move beyond stereotypes and social ostracism. I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on YouTube and Twitter. And remember, you are not a label.